nice to see you. Amazing. Our dog's barking at you. Okay. Good to see. We've just been, of course, we're all like going through this whole pandemic thing, even though, yeah. even though it's kind of different in different parts of the world. But I mean, we've just been watching from afar what's going on in over there with you guys. And it's just like the pandemic, because so I was just watching New York's um, governor this morning before church. And so the governor was like imploring his cities in New York. And he's saying like, we reopened because we've all been doing social distancing and wearing masks. And now you're all like yelling that I'm taking your rights away. And now the two main places that are um, not following the protocol it's manhattan and southampton and the hamptons are like rich people mm. and um their bars and everything they're just he's like i'm serious i'm going to start taking away uh liquor licenses because the bars will not adhere to the thing uh. but what's crazy to me is that <laughs> the um right wing agenda is louder than their experienced reality which is in new york they've lost like thousands of people it's not like removed like yeah. they've actually lost that many and yeah. they're all still bitching and that's crazy and then out here you know it's a mixed bag out here too like um we we went ahead and followed the shelter at home we did the um because like soren has the asthma and you know we've got a lot of elderly people around us i didn't want to compromise them with having five kids and not knowing mm. that up and yeah um so we just did try to do our parts like we did, you know, hearts in the window, tried to go give hearts to neighbors to put in their windows and shut-ins. And mm -hmm. um, we did church on, we're still doing church online right now. We just do Zoom like this. Mm -hmm. um, but the act, like the overall attitude is also split down the middle on that. Like, again, like with race, mm -hmm. um, the, most of the Republicans out here have, politicized it and really believe it's a scam they really believe the democrats made this made this up and uh -huh. that it's not a real pandemic and yeah like people are willing to believe that bill gates the guy who gave all his money away <laughs> it mastermind this and that the other nations of the world all conspired yep. to fake a pandemic yep. to get at donald trump like and it's all a conspiracy. They have tied that in now crazy, with yeah. Floyd and other uh, black people who've been killed, people of color who've been killed, and they're saying that is also part of this huge ploy. George of Soros Antifa did it. and yeah. anarchists who are going to overthrow their savior Trump. It's like so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so that's honestly what we're dealing with out here. It's just that. That's been more. In some ways, that that has been way more irritating and frustrating than sheltering at home yeah. and just being patient and letting it run its course, waiting for a vaccine. Like that, that yeah. sucks. But you know, I don't mind doing that if it helps vulnerable people. That doesn't. Yeah. That's fine. Like, okay. yeah. So get through that. But it's yeah. been the, it's been the like attitude and the like the belligerent response has been genuinely shocking to me by yeah. by white class Christian honestly that's who, like the main people are who are doing that like evangelical Republicans yeah but do you think that like the I mean the whole situation with corona has probably 
if, if we hadn't been in that situation, then maybe do you think it, it's affected the way that it's escalated, like with this? Absolutely. It's like, you know, like I, you know, of course people are still crazy. Of course, stress is high from, you know, um, money situations and mm -hmm. economics and like, Mm -hmm. that's totally valid and loss of jobs and homes but like and I kind of feel like the protests also gave people a way to be like we get to go out of the house so like I, I sort of wonder if all those people would have been protesting had it not been for the pandemic mm -hmm. but it kind of played in a good way because we mm -hmm. needed a collective voice like this like this loud mm -hmm. um, but yeah I definitely it's think that the stress made it kitchen. worse but yeah, I definitely think it's heightened stress. I know that I've read um, statistics that suicides are on the rise, but mm. unfortunately even that was like, so I don't know if you've heard, but we just had a black man who was hanging from a tree where we had um, a town hall the night before um, with Black Lives Matter leaders and our community leaders and our state representatives to discuss like how do we approach this in LA County and specifically uh -huh. where we're living within 30 hours, they find this young man's body hanging from the tree in the um, square in front of city hall. And we have a protest planned on the 18th of June, um, which is in like five days to uh -huh. where we're all going to lay face down for the amount of time that George Floyd was um, pinned down by the policeman. Well, people jumped, the police jumped to saying, um, that it was suicide and called the family before there was any investigation or an autopsy and said, oh, it's the COVID suicide. Sorry, your son's dead. And it was like, what? even that I think is getting misconstrued because yes, I think suicide's on the rise, but I still think, you know. Not usually by not usually a black person in a public square. In public square. City hall. Yeah. No, that, that's especially when like two weeks be... earlier, another black man was found hanging. Yeah, a city over. There, a city over. Yes. It's strange because, like, I definitely think the pandemic is affecting all of this. Mm. And, in, and in some ways, I've actually told the Lord, like, God, thank you for this, because it's been, a, I think, a necessary catalyst to, mm. like, break some things open and reveal some things. Mm. Because, um, like, just even the mistrust of facts and science shocks me. Like, yeah a lot of people will only take news from their one side. They won't like sift and like consider a lot of things, yeah. including with the pandemic. And early on, I reached out to a doctor that I had met um, through all of this that had written just this really wonderful article. He's not famous or anything. And we became friends and I mm -hmm. met through him a um, disease. Oh, it's like an epidi. I can never say the word. Epidemiology epidemiologist look it up like I can spell it for you I just can't say the right word but he's a, an infectious disease doctor and so he's been tracking all the stats including for Sweden the countries around the world watching the hotspots we were all curious to see like what was going to happen with Sweden since the lockdown measures didn't seem as stringent or if that's mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. it is yeah yeah, and, yeah um, true yeah so it's just been fascinating and but like even that like even um even people who are independent researchers with the credentials, if they did not go to your political party, the people out here aren't listening to them. It's oh. literally just 
mayhem. Yes. People are it's just mayhem blinded out here by right like now. platform politics. Yes. They don't know how to think outside of like this camp telling them you have to believe all these things or this camp saying you have to believe all these things. Yeah. And don't question them. And if if you don't, if you're not on board with one of them, you're the enemy. You're yeah. the evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then like even so we got some stimulus checks, right? And um the first one came out and like everyone was given one. Well, instead of just being like, thank you, the narrative around that became, oh, I hope you're enjoying your government money. Like, it's all so twisted and like, hate-filled. like everything, it's so divisive out here. Like, it has been for four years since Trump took the office. I'll probably even with Obama, but mm-hmm. worse with Trump because he's more, way more polarizing. Mm-hmm. No, that's so loud, dude. <laughs> um, he's got a shotgun with salt that shoots flies. Okay. So, so whenever he gets fancy, he pops up and starts shooting. <laughs> 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 he looked a bit like Wolverine there. Should have had a cigar as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like crazy out here. It's just crazy. Like family member. Like we're not. We were just had our church uh, Zoom before we hopped on with you, and like everyone mm. was just sharing how people's friendships are going down the drain over all of this uh family relationships are being torn apart because like um it's just Mm. really volatile Mm. really volatile Mm. would like um would you guys like mind um kind of rehashing like the the what has happened or like what's happening around you like it's i'm like super interested to hear because we get very selective news here in sweden like where yeah like starting from how far back should i start like what would you like to hear and i was like so excited that you just asked this yeah okay okay just go 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 crazy man go free well the mayflower (laughs) yeah this is a history professor so yeah could be dangerous okay no, but I mean, just uh, from uh, what's been going on, like since. Yeah. Well, so for us, we've been in a unique position for churches. Sadly, I wish way more churches were kind of in our posture because we were talking about Black Lives Matter in, in 2015, 14. We, I mean, we're well with the immigration crisis and the borders. Yeah, with DACA and the ICE, uh, you know, the uh, immigration patrol and detaining people. So between that and and previous police shootings, we've had like a, quite a good handful of conversations about these things. And then since Trump has gotten elected, I mean, we've just spoken very honestly about things like this guy's not a Christian by a lot. Maybe he's a Christian. He's not following Jesus, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> he actually does fit what an American Christian is, but this is nothing compared to the Jesus of the Bible. Yeah. It's the polar opposite. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I called him the Antichrist during church. Like, I preached the whole message on it. Not like saying, <laughs> I cracked the code, you guys. I figured out the end days. I'm like, there are many Antichrists. He is the one that is at the top of all of them right now. He is a global figure of this. And if you can't see that, I, I fear that you don't know Jesus at all. And like... We lost 75% of our church, but... 
or speaking truth. <laughs> <That's pretty. laughs> I, I, I don't even think it's because those people love Trump so much or even because so many of them are even very political to begin with. They just literally, Christians can't handle um, yeah. talking about reality. Yeah. They can't handle yeah. uh, critique, even, even in churches, right? Like your own church, if you said something like, hey, we're not doing great at this. What's the response in so many churches? You yeah. like the pastor leadership, like you don't like our church. You think we're bad. You get out then. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, it's like abusive families, right? Well, like, yeah. hey, this is not okay. You get run out of the family when you disrupt the status quo. I actually quo. think mm-hmm. what Noah in, inadvertently poked when he poked the bear was mm. they were actually more political than they thought because they had blended oh, yeah. Christianity with nationalism. So like the whole narrative for white evangelical Christians out here is that God ordained America and the killing of all the Native Americans and the slavery. They won't flat out say that. In fact, it's so taboo to even talk about over here, mm-hmm. but it's the reality. And so when Noah hit it head on way before the curve of it being something that were, people were talking about out here, it mm-hmm. caused like an actual eruption of hatred from people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think they realized how intense their reaction was to the things that he was saying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us were like, wait, what's going on? What's Noah saying? Wait, what, what? And then it was like, oh my gosh, like, he's just not afraid to go places most people. Um, But yeah, so like, even though Noah's saying he doesn't think it was political, like, I don't think people realized how deeply political they were or whatever, or loyal or something. Because he he awakened something in people of rage where it was very polarizing. It was either like... Oh, wait a minute. No, I think I hear what you're saying. Oh, I want to re-examine this. Or it was like complete shutdown. That's wrong. That's not the Bible. That's not God. Separation of church and state. Yeah. You're abusing your, your power as a pastor. Yeah, like, he was told that a lot. Well, whoa. <laughs> Separation of church and state in the Bible. And that's even the, even the like well, they even constitutional they were wearing clauses. their MAGA hats to church. So yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but there's something that's so like um, in in deeply psychological about it all. Yes. Like, like it's just like it's I've seen that identity. too. Like, it was yeah, like, it's part of it's part of their identity. Yeah. Yes, and so when you when you poke at that, and if they have nothing else of substance there, you yeah. are rattling their core. You yeah. know, and that's what we saw happen. Yeah, if you if America is if like your faith is attached to your country then to critique one is to critique the yeah. other. So if you're like, hey, we got a problem in our country, it's like, you don't believe in God. It's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. And so, yeah, so we had a good purge the last few years, uh, which meant when this stuff all erupted after George Floyd died. Uh, well, actually, even when COVID erupted. Like we all had to go online. Yeah. As, yeah. As so we were, yeah, we were all online. We were already meeting decentralized in homes on Sunday and moving around and doing it all very collaboratively. Uh, yeah. But then after George Floyd died, like we. Do you guys know about George Floyd? Like, do you know what we're saying when we reference that situation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's okay. been all over. There have even been like, um, I think it's kind of sparked uh, a greater awareness of this situation in, saw, in, in Sweden. Germany, there were, yeah, Germany. That we, protest. Uh, yes. we, yeah, we did in Sweden as well. Like, okay. and very huge for being like, 
during Corona. I mean, people came yeah. out anyway, even though they're not supposed to. Wow. Yeah. So I think they said there were like 8,000 people in central Stockholm protesting. And also in Gothenburg, uh, there was also similar, yeah, similar situation. So like we we went and walked and protested, but like we were not the first people from our church even at the first protest. We had a couple of our other leaders who were already there and had signs and were like, this is a long way from where we were a year or two ago. Like we couldn't even talk about these subjects without everybody losing their minds. Now our own leaders are leading in this direction. Like, and we can just kind of hop on with them. It's which we, I mean, we're leaving as well, but it's, mm. that's been good. So we've been out, well, geez, we did four protest mm. marches mm. and then uh, we hosted a discussion here at our house. Mm. Jamie did, I got sick. So she, she hosted like a discussion on race and privilege outside, uh, like around our fire pit, you know, social masks. distancing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I actually got to go back to the vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, they had a prayer rally and I was able to pray and like I read, I actually read um, probably about half of George Winthrop's city on a hill speech, which America likes this well, city on a hill, Boston city on a hill. We're a city on a hill for the world to see. And nobody knows what the speech actually says. It's a warning to everybody like, Hey, things are going to be great. The land has more than enough for everybody. Mm. You need to go step on your neighbor's neck to get it. God will make America a curse word to the nations of the world. Like we will be scorned <laughs> by people. And I'm like, wow, here you go. <laughs> we didn't listen to this. This is exactly what's happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what, this is what drove slavery and the greed and the selfishness is what's perpetuating, you know, mm-hmm. cycles of poverty and racism and just uh, apathy on the part of people that have mm-hmm. not the ones that don't have. And so, yeah, we're just kind of in a place now of like, oh, we're in the midst of our community and connecting with more new people than we've ever connected yeah. with probably in such a short time. And mm-hmm. people are hungry to talk about truth and yeah. not mm-hmm. God, but they're not finding it in churches because churches are not really responding to this. And even the churches that do like the Vineyard Held a Prayer Rally, which was great. And uh, other churches out here didn't do that. But I was telling a friend yesterday, I said, it was good. We prayed. But the protests felt immensely more spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, because, because you're entering into their suffering with them and walking alongside, as opposed to making them come to your church for a prayer. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, it's spontaneous. It's totally voluntary. People had to figure out how to get to where folks are. Mm-hmm. We're like... Uh, a church thing is still packaged. It's still kind of like contained here. It's safe. You know what's going to happen. The same yeah. people go, hey, go, go march, go yeah. protest. You don't know. I mean, God, people could get killed. The police could kill the people you send to do that. So dangerous for a church to do, but, but it's so much more alive uh, in those settings where everybody can spontaneously come together and cry out for justice together and instill the dignity of the image of God in one another, right? Like that's Mm. amazing to see happening, you know, and it's happening even when people aren't Christians in that situation. They're like, they're reaffirming 
No, you have the same value as I do. I know that that value is derived from how we're created, our image being made after God. Um, they might not know that or be able to vocalize that, but they're still saying that and affirming that to people. And a lot of people who have been largely, you know, ignored or overlooked by parts of society. So we're, so you know where we live, we're in the desert and we're about 45 minutes north of LA city, but we're considered LA County. So when the hotspot started in LA city, it shut down LA County, including us. And I think that's what partially made people super frustrated is we weren't seeing the high number of cases out here that LA city was. Plus, you know, we're the desert, we're spread out up here. So like down in LA, or in New York, you know, everyone's living on top of each other. So I can understand the like much more like stringent orders that went through. Yeah. Um, we have my own uncle had COVID though and was hospitalized and wasn't able to mm. be seen. And so like that has happened out here. We have had a number of cases. A number of people have recovered. Um, not very many deaths out here. Um, uh, but um, it was just very interesting to see. Uh, about halfway through the quarantine, um, you know, everyone handled it differently. Noah and I got two pygmy goats and 15 chickens and started farming, basically. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of land <laughs> and we have a lot of kids. And so we, I wanted a lot for them to do because we had gone from, you know, 100 miles an hour to like, whoa, we're all seven of us home. And, yeah. uh, you know, my, our kids range in age from 12 down to two. And so they were used to, you know, dance and um, gymnastics and just, you know, we're a really busy family. And, um, so Noah had to teach his classes online, his history classes. Um, his class at the prison got canceled this summer because he's been teaching at the prison on the, on the summers. Yeah. And, um, we had to figure out, you know, church and like my kids started doing zoom dance classes, which was really interesting watching yeah. that all work out. And we just all had to kind of get used to this. Yeah. Um, but we were, but about halfway through, a small pocket of people decided to protest wearing masks and stay at home orders and started yelling for the country to be opened again. And so they staged some protests on the very streets that we would protest in a couple months later for Black Lives Matter. But those same people who defied stay at home orders and protested about wanting to go back to their nail salons have reamed us for protesting for people's actual lives Black Lives uh, Matter two months later in the same intersection. Right. So uh, uh, a like lot of chaos. responses will be like, I've seen a lot of people like, so we can all protest, but we can't hold graduations. And I'm like, nobody's life is being threatened because they didn't get their diploma handed to them in front of other yeah. people. Like, that's pretty petty. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. see comparing those two things is... Yeah. Yeah, inequivocal, but they, and they can't they can. see that they're just no. reacting to their disruption of life as they know it. Yeah. Whereas the rest of other people who are trying to fight on behalf of someone else's life is saying, "Hey, their lives have always been disrupted. We want to stand, you know, in solidarity with them." And they can't even like weigh out their reasons of, mm. yeah, you know, the I don't know. I'm not saying they shouldn't have protests. It was their right. I'm just saying they sound so whiny and ridiculous to me. <laughs> Light of like the whole yeah. I didn't tell you this, but yesterday in Michigan, uh, uh, along one probably it's like Michigan. Can you hand me that napkin? 
Um, they, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Um, a bunch of white people did a boat parade, MAGA boat parade. So they all had their MAGA hats on and they're all out there in their little mini yachts and stuff doing a parade. So when they do it, it's a parade and they've got boats so they can, you know, parade around. But when you go walk in the street because you don't own a boat, uh, you're a, you're part of the liberal mob. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really believe it's all liberal. It's just really nuts. It's so nuts. It's really good. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad, but it's also been. Well, like you said, for me, it's on been the right side of history. Yeah, too, and for know? me, it's been encouraging because it's like, well, I'm a little surprised here and there by some just some of the racism from people like, oh dang, I didn't expect that from you or. But I've been grateful for the catalyst of like yeah, I agree. pushing people to go one way or the other. And it's like, you can't just kind of stand idly by on the sidelines and say, racism's over. You yeah. have to say like, it's over. And I think racism is a bunch of liberal BS. And I think we should have Confederate flags everywhere. And oh, yeah. like you have to do that and identify yourself, or you have to go like, no, nah, we've got problems here. Yeah. Mm. Everybody that's sitting on the sidelines is, mm. you know, they're they're getting pushed, but I'm you know. Yeah, but but okay, so like the Christians in general though, I mean, what what's the like the reaction to to this whole situation is it like which like to um george floyd or uh, yeah to george floyd like to the, the, the black lives matter well, i have to say like the the churches that we have well it's sort of polarized even them but like some churches have been just completely silent Radius. like literally silent like not even a peep about it and that's been interesting and then there's been a handful of churches like the vineyard who I feel like have stuck their necks out there in their own way to try to go ahead and start addressing it. And um, I've really been proud of them because their main um, demographic is white middle-class people who pay their tithes and keep the lights on. So I realize they can be rattling cages. Cause like I said, it's attacking the, a lot of them, like the core identity of who they are, especially older generations who, you know, um, just it's just different whereas i don't even know the black churches out here have been very vocal mm -hmm. um victory outreach is a largely hispanic and partially black church with some white people and they have been so sweet and they've been on the they've been handing out food and water to protest praying for people they've been in the mix but but the large majority of white churches out here have been silent mm -hmm. I would say we were, we've been the most vocal church and we have 20 people. Like we've been a hundred percent like in the mix with whoever's needed us. And we were like that, even with COVID, we found out people who had COVID, we would respond immediately getting food delivered to their house, whatever we needed to do. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, always been like this. It hasn't been just because of the George Floyd thing. Um, but yeah, it's, what I'm seeing, if they do address it on like online, which is kind of like the only way I can gauge who's who's in it and who isn't, um, they might put something out there about loving one another and how they don't see race. And I know for them, that's a step. It does not help to be colorblind at all in this situation because it minimizes the struggle of the minority and of what they're going through. So if you say like, 
oh, I'm colorblind. I only see the human race. That sounds nice and it makes them feel good about themselves, but it's actually not helping anything because you literally have just muted. And it's definitely not true either. Yeah. Like that, like biologically speaking. Oh, and then the other big thing I've seen um, from churches is they seem genuinely terrified to go against the police and not to, uh, not because they think they're going to get hurt, but because they're trying to be good Christians. So like Mm. they, if they even say something is um, vanilla or candy coated or generic as all lives matter, they also are all putting posts up of how, thank you, police. We respect you. We know they won't like try to Yeah, they or they say, hey, we didn't mention this police officer that got killed. And it's like, they don't know how to, I've tried, so I'm blue in the face to address this, but they don't know how to understand that we're not actually attacking any one individual person anymore. That we're trying to say the entire way America was founded, the whole system in general is flawed and broken. And, mm-hmm. and it functions on oppression. It doesn't function any other way, but they yeah. can't even hear that. They, they like to be patted on the back. That's totally true. I, I think that, Probably one of the reasons that that churches don't know how to even critique the system um, and why they don't, why they're unable to like hear or really connect with or really support um, minority voices is because the church, even if they have minorities in their church, the church by itself is not marginalized. It's not on the fringes of society. It's still very much in the middle of the American Mm -hmm. ideal system, the American dream. So it's like, well, the church is part of the, the package of the American dream. So the police are there too. They're to help you and protect you so you can get more property and advance Mm -hmm. in life, do those things. And And protect yourself from all the, Criminals and thugs. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, that's not true, but the church relies on that kind of institutional power a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they I don't even know that they know how to I don't I honestly think most people don't know how to even look at something and go, Oh, that's wrong Mm. without just throwing everything out the window. Um, it's kind of interesting yeah. too, like I was um, I haven't had a chance to talk this over with you yet no I was gonna pick your brain on it but um like there when I was thinking about the Catholic Church and mm-hmm. when all the um scandals started surfacing more and more and more about the sexual um molesting that happened and the misconduct and the just how horrifying it was on such a wide scale and so covered up um the Christian church had no problem condemning those actions for the Catholic church. Um, but they have not been able to like self-reflect as well for themselves. And we had actually quite a few horrible scandals in the Christian church too, but those are not as mentioned. Right. And uh, so there's a disparity there. And I think it's largely Catholicism out here in the United States. Anyhow, well, East coast is different, but over here, you know, it's a lot of Hispanic people, Latinos, Mexican, Latinx, they're the Catholics. Mm-hmm. And so they, it's just interesting to see how it was easy for them to condemn them. Yeah. And then the other thing I thought about that I've discussed with Noah at length is when Barack Obama was president, all the white evangelicals, I literally need to dig up the articles and repost them. They really believe Barack Obama was the actual Antichrist from the Bible. They said that he was uh, a Muslim who was infiltrating America to spread the Muslim jihad 
um, ideology and that mm. he was going to bring about this war and like, um, just like over and above, like attacking that man for because he was a Democrat though. Mm. And then, um, and it was like getting him out of office, whatever you can do. But then the second that Trump got in the office, they couldn't see his obvious flaws and instead, it, the narrative or the instructions to the Christian church, anytime we tried to voice, we or the greater people who were starting to say like, hey, this doesn't seem right. The response has literally been, you're supposed to pray for your leaders and giving them a verse. But they never said that verse when Barack Obama was president. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's been crazy is Noah and I do not actually um, subscribe to either large political party here. We're not Republicans or Democrats. We just usually try to, like I said, try to go with what we think will bring, bring about the most like relief and help for people on a large scale. Cause I think that's the heart of Jesus. Um, but it's literally completely falling on deaf ears out here. Like very hard hearted people out here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mostly white people, though. Like the minority, the other skin colors, the black churches—they don't sound like that. They're—they're they're saying, like, when we were walking in one of the protests, it made me just sob because. Um, and I did a video on it on my Facebook Live. I was like a mess that night, but like, there were people in front of me that were black saying, "I can't believe they're standing with us. Look how many people are here," because they've never experienced support like that. And then mm-hmm. um, there was women in their cars, and they'd hold their kids up to show them the people walking for them. And like, it was so touching. And then to come home and get online and to see people saying, all these rioters, they're so dumb. Go home, go home. This is so stupid. Racism is not, it ended a long time ago. Why are you still talking about, um, like my aunt just posted this stupid meme thing that said like, I have no white guilt. Um, I didn't enslave anybody. My ancestors didn't enslave anybody. In fact, the Republican party voted to get rid of slavery, not the Democrats. I mean, on, and I'm thinking like, you don't even understand history because I know that the parties didn't look the same a hundred years ago or a couple hundred years ago. So the Republicans are not the Republicans of today. And um, yeah. it's just vile sounding. I don't know how else to explain it. And they won't hear, they won't listen to somebody's personal experience of, Whoa, I walked with this person for miles. Can I no. tell you their story? Instead they hear, Fox News or whoever they're plugged into Breitbart and they're like oh this is all the plot this you know they don't even listen to the people they used to love that are like Mm -hmm. trying to tell them hey aunt I walked here and I saw this and this is what my actual experience was you know it's just it's just so we've had to even take like breaks from social media and like the conversation a couple of times just for self-care because you know he's grieving his dad and Joel and like We've got a lot going on with having five kids. Uh, Paisley just said our cat, our cat passed away. Um, mm-hmm. And just trying to remember to like recenter and allow God to like, just, I don't know what the right word is, but like just spend time in his presence and slow down a little because it's, yeah. it's that crazy of a fight right now everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just so, that's exactly like what you were saying. Like people don't want to, see other people's stories you know that's that's the main thing like if yeah. somebody's saying that i'm hurt by this and then it's like no that's not real like yeah. what is yeah. that love like it's no strange. it's the same thing that like in the me too movement like people is, not yeah. wanting to believe survivors it's like yeah, yeah. 
why why are you having a hard time believing? I can understand why the accuser or the accused is saying don't believe this person, but like why are you having a, why would you want to defend Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. Why would you want to defend Trump? Like yeah. personally, like what yeah. you owe him or anybody else anything like yeah. that? Like exactly. Yeah. You want to defend truth, yeah. not like some other especially a stranger you've never met, never will meet. Has given yeah. you nothing, owes you nothing, will never see. Like, it's like, yeah. people feel like these crazy allegiances to folks like and that. And before that, it was yeah. the LGBTQ community and ostracizing them and calling them them. And it's, you know, it's always the them and their, not, it's not us. It's always mm. them. So whether we've been talking about immigrants and refugees at the border or the Me Too movement or now Black Lives Matter or LGBTQ, it's the same spirit of that's not me. And yeah. Like, and, and again, not listening to stories, even from the LGBTQ community, from Me Too movement, like they just don't, they don't want to hear somebody's personal experience and their perspective. They think there's no way that it must just not be true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're quick to grab a, uh, an uncle Tom, like that, just a black person that will, is will say the same thing or repeat the yeah, like, so like Candace points. Owens. Everyone's been sharing her video like, oh look at here's a black person basically saying this isn't true. So see, it's not true. It's like yeah. uh, let's look at Dennis Prager had a video featuring Kanye West and I'm like, would they ever invite Kanye West to talk about anything? <laughs> yeah. Ever. <laughs> not, not, never. It's it's crazy. But because he's saying the talking points, they're like, hey, look, Kanye West. It's like, this, yeah. this is such bad intellectual like responsibility here. I, totally I can't do that. And yeah. like, there's a quote from Morgan Freeman from like 2006 that's been circulating. They're like, see, he says race shouldn't be talked about and it'll disappear. And it's like, uh, go look at his Instagram page from this week where he says, please send me your story. It's time to amplify the voices of black people. He's like, it's just mind boggling how mm. they're justifying their, their stances. You know, mm. it's very frustrating. Swedish Democrats are our right wing uh, Republicans, like far right Republicans. <laughs> like even in the White House right now, they a lot of them have Nazi roots or ties to white supremacist thinking, or like they're pretty blatant about it. Actually, it's not hard to to find out, and like the Republicans don't care. They're afraid of losing their power here. The white yeah. people are, and so. Very similar. I think the Republicans know too, like they're trying to just hold on as tight as they can because when this is over, there's not going to be a Republican Party. Like <laughs> there's nobody's going to be able to codify the remains of Trump's MAGA army after he's gone. Whenever that is, it's like it'll be years from now, but like that's not going to, it's not going to have the same hold the same yeah. leader to, to bring yeah. that base together. And Trump is totally like, well, he galvanized all these people to him. Yeah. He ripped apart the, the conservative yeah. quote, conservative Republican party, mm-hmm. all their value, anything that 
people could even rally around is gone because nobody can actually tell nobody can actually tell you what they believe politically uh, mm-hmm. from from those camps uh, like mm-hmm. the average person at least they 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 don't know they're just rallying they'll say little Trump. things like we want small government mm-hmm. we want a booming economy that's usually the main two things that i hear and to keep people safe from um the immigrants that's like the three mm-hmm. things they out for him yeah and, but they're not really specific but they're not they're specific not, like policies like yeah it's just you know generic yeah so like i just don't see i just don't see anybody being able to like continue that momentum um especially as trump's losing the momentum right like mm-hmm. it's not ramping up for him he's losing support more and more as mm-hmm. as this continues to go on his numbers keep just not as much as they should be, but they're they're yeah, slowly, slowly dropping down. And so mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be a Republican party after that. Mm-hmm. I also like, can't even imagine another person that. being president now at this point. It's like, <laughs> who would want to do that? Yeah. It's dirty now. It's like, it, yeah. yeah. It's messed up. So, so like, what do you think uh, is the future of America after this? <laughs> but how do you think like, these changes that you're going through, how are they going to affect uh, America well, in the future? I feel like you'll have specific answers to that because Noah, so Noah, I don't know if you know this, Joel, but um, he, his like fixation has been World War II for a long time and just seeing how did the world get to that point? Who was Hitler? Um, mm-hmm. How did this happen? I think it started actually when he went to Europe and went to Auschwitz and mm-hmm. like it was stop face to face. And then um, he wrote a history book for his class because he was frustrated with how much was left out of other history books or that the context wasn't expanded on or like the whole story. So um, I don't know if you can boil this answer down, but Noah's had many sleepless nights over the fate of our country because he does not see it headed in a good direction. No. Yeah. I, I don't see biden winning in november and the whole country kind of rallying around him and like we got to move past this and we got to change our ways and not allow this crazy like propaganda television internet russian bot you know roger ailes craziness to like determine american that's not going to stop people are not learning their lesson they're they're they just want to win yeah people just want to win people just want to win and so like i think what i think what i think americans split apart Mm-hmm. I think I think we'll probably see a few different states and countries or whatever. I think there'll be a West Coast state. I think America. I think California, Oregon, Washington are going to bounce. Probably Nevada with them. Maybe maybe Nevada, but like Arizona is. Conservatives are actively leaving California. You know, yeah. older baby boomers. They're moving away from all their kids, their family, their grandkids. Mm-hmm. churches everything to move somewhere where there's to make america white again lower taxes again. yeah lower taxes they're much more anti-immigrant and the gun rights are much more you know liberal in that in that mm-hmm. sense like they're they're yeah. they're looser and so um mm-hmm. people are already they've been moving and relocating around the country over these weird stupid political ideologies that they usually just honestly don't even understand yeah but they they're told so repetitively that they're absolutely important. The liberals are coming for your guns and then they're going to come for your children next. And it's like, 
it, that sounds so ridiculous. Please but if you it. have a box in your house that's on 12 hours a day, that's literally just repeating the same message, mm-hmm. you can't, the strongest person of mental fortitude can't even change their mind about that. So, well, and like you saw with World War II, yeah, pastors originally supported Hitler. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. welcome them into their churches and they blended nationalism and religion. Yeah. And it's, he's like, Oh my God, there's so many like warning signs happening right here that yeah. are going to explode. You can't keep going like this. We've got kids in cages locked up. People are dying under government supervision, you know, mysteriously mm-hmm. or not mysteriously like uh, because of maltreatment. And then there's no accountability at all. It's like, mm-hmm. these are not the things that are going to keep the country stable. Anymore.